follow your creative mindset in terms of what it truly is to create viral content. And if you have the power to understand how to make viral content, you'll make it very, very far. Truly start to listen because in the problems, you'll find a solution. Welcome back to another episode of Positive AF Podcast. I'm your host, Des DaCosta, and today I'm speaking with Mose Jordan and Sahil Khalik. They are the co-founders of PYD Agency, Pioneer Your Dreams. It's an influencer and public relations agency that specializes in connecting established influencers with notable brands. They have built a network of over 500 influencers who have worked with top brands like Apple, Under Armour, and Starbucks. Keep listening to learn exactly how they did it. All right, welcome back to another episode. I am so excited to be here on the line with Sahil and Mose. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. I appreciate you for having us. Thank you. No, yeah, we're super grateful to be here. Awesome. Well, we're going to take this time to really dive into their journeys and understand how they found success in their field. We have an amazing episode ready for you folks today. So as we have just heard, we have not one, but two amazing guests for us in front of us. So we're going to start with Sahil. All (laughs) right, Sahil, you're the lucky first person to answer some questions for us. I feel yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, first, before we really dive in, just give us a, a quick summary about who you are and what you want the people to know about you. Yeah, no, for sure. So my name is Saul Kulik. I'm from Canada, Vancouver. We're actually viral uh, marketing experts here. So we run influencer campaigns, PR campaigns, and we understand everything that uh, that needs to come when it comes to making viral content on TikTok, YouTube, or Instagram. So really for us is that, you know, we're passionate about creating a story through content. And, you know, that's not just from like creating content yourself, but really, you know, using influencers, using PR and everything around there. Um, I mean, really for myself is, and how I fell in love with this is that I believe content's a story and I love storytelling. Love it. It really does come down to storytelling. That's that bread and butter of what draws the emotion from somebody, how somebody can relate to somebody else's through our stories. Now, can you expand a little bit more on where did this idea for your company come from? Yeah, no, it's funny. So me and Mose, we actually uh, went to the same university. So we went to BCIT, British Columbia Institute of Technology here in like Vancouver, um and we actually first didn't really like each other that much I remember specifically one day in a lecture hall he didn't let me like move through the damn row I don't know why (laughs) had his leg up and he just wouldn't let me go through and I vowed at that moment that I hate this dude but then we got stuck together for some class projects and I realized it was actually pretty cool um you know from doing different projects together I feel like you know in school when you're working on projects together you really understand each other's um behaviors and kind of how they you know how people like to work and it, it turns out that we actually shared a lot of the same dreams and all the same goals so we actually interned at the same place here in Vancouver at a studio um and the studio was so poorly ran that we realized we could do this shit ourselves <laughs> we like the studio itself you know everything in terms of the management um the service they were offering they're another marketing agency as well too we just realized that like if we put our heads together and actually tried we could go even harder so you know from there 
we started off as an all-in-one marketing agency offering everything from websites, photography, videography, Google ads, everything, you name it, you know, we're just trying to figure out how to really get into the space. And I think from trying everything, we realized that you can't really do everything. <laughs> you can't really be a jack of all trades. Right. You have to specialize. Um, and from doing that time and time again, we actually had a client who came up to us and was like, hey, you know, can you guys do a TikTok for us? And we're like, TikTok, huh? And this is like, you know, during, you know, around the pandemic time, TikTok wasn't exactly newer, but it was still kind of gradually, it was like booming at this time. So we're like, okay, yeah. let's try TikTok. So, you know, we experimented with one of our brands and the page actually blew up to over like 20K and we're like, oh shit, we could actually make content and we could actually come up with viral ideas because we have very unorthodox unicorn style campaigning campaign okay. where we're kind of just like, you know, let's, uh, let's, let's try this for other people as well too. And then boom, we finally had a hit and we're like, okay, let's go do TikTok marketing for all these different brands around us. And it just started expanding from there. Um, and then from being in the TikTok space and understanding how to create organic content from just your iPhone, because simply all you really need is just an iPhone. You don't exactly need the most high, highest tech equipment. All you just need is creativity. Um, but then from there, we started working with different influencers, uh, just kind of like being in the space there. We had brands asking us if they could connect us with some of the influencers that we knew. And we started kind of building up our own internal portal of our creators and influencers that we have in our roster. And we started running influencer campaigns. And I mean, the story kind of keeps you know unfolding from there, from running campaigns for influencers, from doing press releases on Forbes, GQ, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, everything kind of, uh, it, it's weird how it, how I'm kind of saying it, but everybody kind of starts somewhere and it kind of just slowly builds and builds and builds. And that's kind of our, our story. It does. It does. You guys went from foe to friends to finding yeah. the secret sauce. And yeah. before we get too deep into that story, I want to switch and flip the mic back to or right over to Mose and um, let him tell a little bit about your guys's beginnings Um Awesome. So how did you get started as an entrepreneur, Mose? Is this um, your first roundabout as, a, as an entrepreneur or what is your background? Um, funny enough, I was actually a sous chef before um, becoming an entrepreneur. I like grew up as a hustler. So I was that kid who figured out how to have 10 locker combinations and sell the lockers you know, in middle of class selling juice boxes for 50 cents. I was kind of like my hustler upbringing. And then I became a sous chef at 21. And I had, I had a choice. I had a choice between working with a chef who at the time in Vancouver was like one of the top three chefs um, in the city, or I could follow my passion and go into business, even though I didn't know what I truly wanted to do. So I took a gamble, went to BCIT, met Sahil, and when we when we started when we started our business, it was funny because we actually didn't start with PYD. That wasn't our first idea. Our first idea was actually a female um, self defense product, and we wanted to develop something that um, women could hold with them, and when they're walking home by themselves or um, feel like they just need an extra layer of protection, um, it would be there. And that was our first idea. And we quickly realized how tech was a very expensive thing to go into. And from there, we transitioned into um, what we do now, which is PYD. I love it. 
I love it. I want you to keep going. How did you generate revenue as an entrepreneur in the very beginning? Like, what was that like? And what were the struggles that came with it? I guess the biggest thing really was we understood that and you just had to solve problems. And in the beginning of our business journey, we were very just focused on how do we solve problems? We would go up to we would go up to everybody and we would just ask, okay, what was the problem you were having in marketing? That's why we started off as like an all-in-one where we just wanted to go up to people and just solve a problem. So we started doing photography because we're like, hey, we could do photography that could help this or, hey, we could do videos that can help this. And um, our revenue really just started from us finding as many problems and trying to solve them. I guess where we really started to take control of how much revenue we were making was when we realized which solution we wanted to focus on and which problem that we, we wanted to really solve. That's super important. And that really goes back to what Sahil was saying too. You guys had to get granular. You guys could not service everybody with success. And that's a really important thing that I hear across the board with successful entrepreneurs is once you figure out what your bread and butter is and you go hard in that and you understand who your ideal customer is, that's the way to go. You just go all in in that direction. Um, how long did it take for you guys to make that first sale or to start generating revenue? It took us, it took the first six months of our business before we made our first dollar. And um, we, yeah, no, shout out, shout out, uh, shout out Daddy Trudeau in Canada. He really blessed us with the uh, benefits during 2020 that uh, held us, that held us down during that period. But yeah, <laughs> It took us it took us six months to make our first dollar. And it was very funny. It was from a really interesting um, selling proposition we started to use before we really started to nail down um, our first client. Was there ever a time that you guys doubted this would work? And, and what was the conversation like? Oh, man, that's a funny one. So there were times we doubted it. But I don't think we really ever told each other. I feel like we both individually knew when the other one was like feeling down or like when time got tough. Yeah. But one thing we, I think we kind of understood about each other is that, you know, we can't both be down. If one person's down, the other person's got to be up. So I think we made a conscious effort that if one person was doubting it, that the other person had to bring the other person up. And we've kind of always had that alternating factor where, you know, if I, let's say, have had doubts, you know, he would tell he would bring me up. And if he had doubts, I would bring him up. So um, I guess in a very beautiful way. That's how that's how we always kept each other up during the dark times. That is some beautiful teamwork right there. I want to hear from you too, Sahil. What do you have to say about those times? What runs through your mind right now? Yeah, I mean, like during those times when you feel like you, tr the hardest thing for an entrepreneur and the hardest thing for someone is to have a passion, work on it every single day and feel like you're not going anywhere. Especially because as an entrepreneur, I feel like you experience delayed gratification instead of instant gratification, meaning that, you know, you don't see that prize right away. You know that the prize is there. You don't see that prize right away. So I feel like biggest thing is that when we're feeling down, we have to figure out different ways to kind of cope with, cope with that stress. So like, you know, if we're feeling really down, we'll go for a swim. <laughs> we'll go for a swim, go to the sauna talk in the sauna because you can talk in a sauna for about 10 minutes until you're kind of like, okay, I figured it out. <laughs> It'll put you at that breaking point, you know, go to the gym, 
um, get a good night's sleep, cancel out different vices, no, no vaping, no smoking, no drinking, just stay sober, clean, have clean thoughts and just, you know, move from there. And I think from just really clearing your head, that's the only way you kind of keep moving forward because in, I feel like in our relationship, there's no, uh, none of us could ever say it's time to quit. <laughs> there's no option there. It's kind of just figure out another solution, keep moving forward, come up with a new offer, keep pushing, try something new, try a new tactic, talk to more people, whatever kind of is, but you cannot quit. I hear you on that. And you actually brought up some really interesting points about how you keep um, a clear mind and your habits, things that you've yeah. done over the years to yeah. make sure that you're optimized and ready to deal with anything that comes your way, whether it's it's mentally or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, yeah. What does your typical day look like and how do you make it productive? Yeah, no, I mean, like how we kind of run it. I mean, obviously, one thing I would like to say as well, too, is that in entrepreneurship on every single day is going to be perfect. But usually how we run it is we have a wake up call at 430 in the morning. Uh, from there, we'll hit the gym around. Like wait, 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 wait. You guys have a wake up call at four thirty. It's it's between both just the both the just the two of you, or is that like your whole team? Oh, that's just oh, us. just us. Yeah, just us. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna say, well, you guys got some. You guys got a great dedicated team there. But I mean, that just goes <laughs> to show how much effort and success that you guys make sure you set up your day by doing that. Okay, sorry for interrupting. I just thought that was awesome. Keep going. <laughs> How you set up your day is everything. We actually have like two different apps we use. So one is called Alarmly. This is not a shout out or a sponsorship for Alarmly. It's just an amazing app I found that essentially when you set a time to wake up, it'll give you a bunch of puzzles, memory things. You have to type out quotes, do math right in the morning. So you're up. The moment you hear that alarm, you're up. Um, so wake up at 4.30, go to the gym around 4.45, sometimes 6 a.m., work out for about an hour to an hour and a half, get to the laptops about 8 a.m. From 8 a.m., we set up our Trello board and our calendar. Um, and then from there, 9 a.m. onwards from our Trello board, we usually have tasks that we have to do like client-wise first. So we do all client tasks first and then do our PYD growth tasks after that. Um, and then in between that is sometimes meetings, lead meetings, meetings with people that we have to take from there but that's kind of like how our typical day goes and then we end off our day with uh writing in our gratification journals to make sure that we know what we're grateful for at the end of the day um and yeah i mean like you know writing in that journal i'd say daily really does help in terms of you know mindset and keeping positive during those dark times as well too but one thing i'd like to know is that this seems like a very intense schedule and I'd be lying to you if I said we did this like five days a week. <laughs> you know, it, there's times, and this is like the honest truth. There's times where it's like you do it for like four days. And then the last day you're like, God damn it, I woke up at like 5.30. But that's okay because you keep improving every single day and you keep getting better. When we started this, we honestly, we were waking up way too late. Like we would work way too late and then we'd wake up way too late. And it was just like a really bad system. So, you know, we it really just takes kind of really having that reason why. Um, enough apps to kind of manage your wake-ups and your daily habits every single day to really make it happen but nobody's perfect you just got to keep trying it every single day to make sure you have a really good morning routine that's a great way to utilize the just multitude of resources and tools that are already built out there to help you become successful in whatever it is that you are trying to pursue and I think mm -hmm. you guys really hit the nail on the head of 
finding what it is that you guys are, are trying to accomplish and then filling the gaps with other tools and resources that are already out there. That's, that is working smarter, not harder. I love it. Um, for, I, I'm sure we have a, a good amount of younger entrepreneurs here listening um, and, and not necessarily just younger in age, but let's just say younger in experience too. What advice yeah. would you give um, those younger entrepreneurs who are just getting started? Yeah, if you're just getting started, I mean, here's the thing. I would say the goal is to figure out how to get a mentor in the space that you're really trying to get to. Um, if we could go back, really, you know, I mean, you have to be ready for a mentor in terms of, you know, what you're trying to do, your mindset there. And this seems like a very typical answer. And I'll tell you this, like, I used to like frown on like having a mentor, but recently from getting one, I would say that getting a mentor actually does help you kind of like steer the ropes and actually understand where you kind of need to go it's kind of like a cheat code in terms of you have someone who plugs you to people you have someone who guides you when you're making mistakes and you have someone kind of getting to that point but here's the thing you can't get a mentor if you have no money so you got to figure out how to make sales first you got to figure out how to make money first can't really you know get that mentor until you do that so i think the yeah. biggest thing that you have to realize is what's your offer you know, and if you have trouble in terms of figuring that out, I recommend reading Alex Ramosi's book, 100 Million Offers. Um, I believe that book right there will teach you really good keys in terms of building an irresistible offer. So whether you're in, you know, marketing, you have a software, you have an app, whatever it is, it all goes back to your irresistible offer at the end of the day. And if you don't have an irresistible offer, then you don't have a business just yet. So create okay. that offer. Get some money, get a mentor, and it's fucking sore. <laughs> Those are some solid next steps. I I don't think you could have made it any easier. <laughs> awesome. Um, I definitely want to hear a little bit more from you, Mose. Uh, so we're going to flip the mic right back to you. And I want to hear about what your number one marketing strategy is um, other than referrals that you're using that works really well to generate new business. Now, I'm sure you've had to, uh, you guys were talking about trial and error and you guys found what that bread and butter was for you guys. And now is the time to share um, that secret without giving too much away, of course. Um, I would say one of the, one of the things that I think separated us and it's actually not a strategy, but more kind of something that you should work on every day. And that's your personal brand. I would say that one thing, one thing that I found in our reach out when we do sales and when we're looking for clients is you have to think about what someone's going to search on you and you have to control the narrative. So for us, and like I can speak for myself as well. One thing, one thing is working on, like working on your Instagram to make sure that your Instagram profile matches what your LinkedIn um, says, which matches what, you know, other articles may say about you. You might want to find yourself in different groups or you might want to find yourself surrounded by different people. There's a, there's a level of personal brand that I think goes into marketing as a whole. And it's one of like the, it's one of the first strategies I almost, we learned from starting this is that your personal brand will take you very, very far. And will also open you up to a lot of different things. So I'd say um, when it comes to getting clients, one of the biggest things I learned was about your personal brand and how important it is um, 
to gaining your first client and gaining bigger clients as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. It goes hand in hand. All right. So let's talk a little bit more about, you know, something not so pretty, not so glamorous. What is the toughest decision you've had to make in the last few months? What would that be? Oh, man. How many tough decisions have we had to make in the last month? Oh, man. Um, I would say one of our toughest decisions... I actually think one of our toughest decisions came really it came it came about five months ago, four or five months ago, and it's when we had to let go of all, all of our we we got a staff. We picked up staff in 2022 and everything was going well. But then we didn't know how to we it's funny as an entrepreneur, you know how to police yourself sometimes, but then when it comes to like, you know, being able to lead a team, it's much different because you re it, it, you go through the realization that like, hey, I started this business, so this is everything to me. But that doesn't mean if I bring somebody on, it's everything to them. And yeah. we we had to let go of our staff within four months of bringing them on. And I think that was a very tough conversation. That was a tough decision on our part because we realized that our business was taking a different direction. And we realized very quickly that we had to make a switch. And when we made that switch, we had to have those tough conversations with the three people we onboarded. So that was a very, very tough decision, but I'm very, very grateful we made it because I think that not only did, you know, the people we onboard understand and we helped them get into other opportunities, which they're all doing right now, but it was also a very big thing on our part of being honest with ourselves and not lying. I think even like, you know, going back to the first idea we had of the female defense product, we when we realized it wasn't viable for us, we let it go and we didn't stick with it for years and years and years and butt our heads against the wall until, you know, something happened. We we adapted and um, that was a, it, it was it's a really key skill set that I think has kept PYD growing and always um, always always up to the current trends, always up to the trends. Now, what's the saying? It's a uh, higher, slow, fire, fast. It seemed like maybe, um, did you guys follow that method or, or what, what's your takeaway on that? Like, what was your guys's overall strategy for like hiring, uh, in the first place, if I might ask? Yeah, no, our strategy for, that's, that's actually a really good question. Our strategy for hiring in the beginning was we hired people around us who we thought could do the job. And, and that was a big mistake. We should have, we definitely, we hired fast and fired fast. So when we hired everybody, we hired everyone based off what we thought they could do. And then when we brought them all on, we didn't we didn't we couldn't understand why like the mesh didn't work and then that's when we realized we're like oh you gotta hire based off different skill sets or like different things we didn't look for the right things i see so that um that led us so that led us to hiring fast and firing fast but then also a funny thing is we realized our our we realized the service model we had at the time wasn't profit wasn't fully profitable when we brought on there are three our three um our three members it was when we it was when they came in that we started to actually realize a lot about our business. And in a weird way, um, that experience set us up for where we're at today.
Love it. Nice. Well, to lighten the mood a little bit, let's go from that topic to something a little bit uh, lighter. What has been your most satisfying moment in business? What's that kachow moment that you can say, like, this is why it has all been worth it? What's that moment for you? Um, I would say that moment was about a week, a week ago, actually. Um, we realized or like a week and a half ago. So, um, we started working with our, we started working with our mentor and he opened us up to an opportunity in a lane that we didn't really know that we could enter. And that aha moment made everything that we've done up to this point worth it and then some um we couldn't have gone to that moment we couldn't have met him and been in that perfect perfect scenario where he was looking for the op- given the opportunity that we were looking for and we found the opportunity we were looking for you know everything we talk about today is like it all led up to that moment so i'd say it was literally a week ago where we we had an aha moment and we we're like yo this shit is lit <laughs> This is what we've been waiting for, guys. It's here. It's finally here. I love it. Awesome. Well, Sahil, I want to hear it from you too. Um, would you say that's that's the same moment that you would resonate with? Or do you have another moment that you want to bring to the table? Yeah, I have a different moment, actually. So there was something we did actually last month that was quite interesting. Um, or maybe two months ago, I'm not sure exactly, but it actually relates back to us going to Vegas. So, you know, we were here in Vancouver and the Mr. Olympia event happened in Vegas. I forgot exactly when, but it was in Vegas at the time. I saw on a friend's story that they were in uh, at the Mr. Olympia event and he was surrounded by all these athletes and influencers that had millions and millions of followers. And, you know, if I didn't mention it before, you know, one big thing we do with our influencers, along with campaigns and getting them brand deals, is that we also help influencers curate businesses and companies using their influence. So, you know, biggest thing for us was that we decided that, hey, if we go connect with these influencers, we could go pitch them and build companies and uh, companies and digital assets for them all for free. So we come in and we'll invest in the whole project for free and we'll essentially build a whole new revenue stream for you, manage it and everything there. Um, so, you know, we saw on you know, my friend's story that he was at the event. We saw the story. And then about an hour later, we bought the plane tickets, the hotel, the tickets to the event. And mind you, this was a day before. So it was a two-day event. So this was on Friday. So we decided to fly in on Saturday at 7 a.m., landed at 9.45 a.m. And mind you, the event started at 8.30. We had a two back, you know, we had a backpack on each with like a change of clothes and our passports and whatever, straight from the airport, went down to Mr. Olympia event and just connected with as many influencers as possible. And now we're actually working with a, a few of them as well too, curating apps, courses, whatever it is with them. But that whole trip, I think the whole beautiful part about that was that we got to a point in our business where, you know, we've been experiencing a little bit where we're tapping our card and not looking at how much it is. Or, you know, we're making quick decisions to purchase plane tickets last minute because we think this is a good business opportunity. I think when you reach that point where you're kind of like, damn, you know, versus like, you know, when we first started, we make our first dollar in the first six months to getting to a point where like, okay, there's an opportunity in Vegas. Let's go book the tickets. Let's go get to a point where you could go to a restaurant, 
just pay for it, tap, and not look at the price. I think that that for me is satisfying in yeah. its own way. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the most real courageous things I've ever heard somebody say on a podcast who is is talking about their entrepreneurial journey because so many people want to leave those details out like it's not a real thing that like 99.9% of entrepreneurs had to face um and so thank you for mentioning that because that just shows like how the journey really is and more and more people I'm sure are listening even closer and want to see what moves you guys got next because that was some real shit so thank you (laughs) no for real like it's uh it's tough because like I feel like a lot of people leave out those gruesome moments where like you know when you start off and you're like damn which software should I get because this software is going to fucking bankrupt me yeah we should get this software because it could work here oh there's an event over here but I can't afford it oh there's this over here oh let's take this guy out for lunch god damn it we got to pay for lunch there's a lot of shit where it's like you know that that shit's real but you know when you get to that point where you know when you could start paying for shit and not exactly be very concerned about what's happening next i think that's very interesting there um definitely not you know that's going to, that's not like the uh, the biggest thing this year that's happened but i'd say it's like a, one of those small wins where we're kind of like huh that's very interesting but you know there's a lot yeah. more wins that are coming up this year as well too you know especially with the influencers working with we mentioned before that you know we're doing these um influencer deals we're building companies for free you know we're investing the project go from there Running these campaigns are fun. PR campaigns are fun. So, I mean, there's a lot of cool projects uh, coming up right now for 2023. Yes, absolutely. So we got a chance to talk about your highlight moments um, in your entrepreneurial journey. I do have to ask you the hard questions, though, as well. What is one failure you had as an entrepreneur and how did you overcome it? Failure we had as an entrepreneur, how we overcome it. Uh, let me think real quick. What do you think? Oh, trying to think which one. I'm just like I'm. I'm going through like my. I'm just going through like my bank of like you know deep moments. I'm just thinking like which one hurt the most. There's lovelies. Oh my god, that was a bad one. Yeah, so I can tell you about one. Um, so there was a company here that, you know, we used to work with where we're doing like content marketing for them at the time. This was before, uh, we started working with influencers and all that kind of stuff. And here's actually more of a lesson of why you never mix your friends and family with your business. And I mean, in some cases it does work and I'm not, you know, shitting on that, but in this case, this did not work at all. Um, yeah, yeah. So. You know, there was uh, an instance where they wanted to run a giveaway for, uh, was it Women's International Women's Day? Yeah, International Women's Day with actually my girlfriend at the time, uh, because she also had like a lash business as well, too. So we're like, okay, made the connection, put those two together. Um, And what happened there was actually, you know, the the owner of that business came up saying they wanted to run like a thousand dollar Ritzia giveaway and all that kind of stuff throwing shoes throwing merch throwing a lot of stuff and then she would throw in his stuff and then when it came down to negotiations of how it's going to work they expected us to basically pay for the whole thing 
And we were like, oh, we thought this was going to be a 50-50 partnership. So, you know, didn't end up going forward with that. But he did mention that, oh, you guys could run the giveaway yourselves if you wanted to. So my girlfriend runs the giveaway. And what happens is he calls me like moments later once the giveaway is live. And he is just cursing me out, threatening me, threatening my life. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting there like, God damn it, this was a client. And now they're not. So... Yeah, you know, long story short, we had to have a friend come in, de-escalate the situation. We were obviously not working with him no more. Um, and at that point, we felt like, damn, we lost a client. We felt down. This is one of our first clients, too. So we're like, we just thought at that moment that we weren't good enough for this. But I think that moment made us realize, look, there's some people you don't work with. There's some people you do work with. There's some people that are going to be your people. And just because your service didn't work with this person doesn't mean it's not going to work with another person. You take those lessons, move on, and go on to the next one. So that was definitely a crazy client experience that, like, rattled us in terms of, like, damn, are we making the right decision? <laughs> but uh, it definitely helped propel us to the next step, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it, it, there's a lot of moving parts there. I mean, there's your your girlfriend at the time, like having to to manage that relationship. There's obviously your first one of your first clients. Um, yeah, a lot of lot of lessons, but a um, lot of lessons that everybody can pull from this, both of the stories that you guys were able to bring to the table today. Thank you for that. I mean, since we're on the topic of of things that you know. You mentioned, hey, some people might agree with this. Some people might not agree with this. Let's dive into something that you think is true that almost nobody agrees with you on, since we're being controversial anyway. <laughs> if uh, if you're single while like building your company, you'll probably move further than if you're in a relationship, most likely. I mean, not to say you can't, because there's a ton of entrepreneurs and a ton of people that move better in a relationship. And like, it really depends if you have that specific person. But if you do not have that specific person, that person is just being a distraction. Unless you know if it's really, really serious, it might just be better to, you know, cut out all distractions and uh, tune in in terms of what you're really doing in the mission ahead. And mind you, that's very controversial to say. And I know, I personally know a lot of people who have, you know, like a wife, they have a girlfriend and that person's held them down. They've actually done better. So it really depends on who you have at home. So if you are going through all of these L's at work and then, you, you know, you're stressed, you're moving, but, you know, you're making progress here, but then you come home where you're supposed to kind of relax and you get distracted again and your stress is all over the place. And then you go back the next day take more L's, take more W's, concentrate, move forward, then you come back and take more L's. It's just um, sometimes when you have a mission and you have a purpose, it might just be easier to, you know, cut out all distractions, keep going, keep moving, and just drive to your purpose and your mission and don't deviate. Um, unless if it's truly that worth it, but try to avoid not to. <laughs> you know what? That was really well said that started off as a completely controversial statement but the way that you explained <laughs> why 
I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. And I've seen so many of my friends and you know what? I'm going to just lay it out there. I've been in that position too, where I've been trying to work towards something and then I'm just not with the right person at the right time. And everything just kind of snowballs for whatever reason. But if you have the right partner and you have someone who understands what you're working toward and that, that, Mm -hmm the time and the effort is going to have to be like um shit like kind of split between of course the relationship but also these larger goals that you're building for the future then then shit can work yeah it's like honestly it's kind of like how i think of it is that like it's kind of like an 80 20 like there's a good chance that it's probably a distraction just because finding that right guy or finding that right girl is hard because if you find that right guy or girl that actually holds you down, kind of like Alex Ramosi's wife or Jeff Bezos' wife or even Dwayne Johnson at the time before he got a divorce, if you find the right person to hold you down, they can mm-hmm. 100x, they can 10x, they can go crazy, they can make what you're doing and take it to that level and go crazy. But yeah. since you know that's not the case all the time with everybody you meet, um, you might be better off just being by yourself and just having a business partner, a friend, or someone to conceal with when you need to talk. Uh, because that's important to have someone to talk to at all times. Because if you're not talking and you're just building that shit up and you get stressed. So definitely have someone around you that you can talk to. It doesn't necessarily have to be a partner every single time. You know, that's the biggest thing. You don't need necessarily anyone besides you know, close people around you. Yeah. Um, so really just, you know, hone in, know what the mission is. And don't stop until you get it. Facts. I love it. I love it. Mose, I want you to chime in. What do you have to say about that? Do you have anything that comes to mind that people most of the time don't agree with you with, but you believe wholeheartedly to be true? Um, I wholeheartedly am starting to believe not everybody is meant to make it and that's like a very it's it's it it sounds a little seldom but like I'll explain I had um I had some I had a friend who I've been who's been talking about just like you know taking that next step in their career and really just like and really just like focusing on like their passion but I've been hearing them talk about that for almost like five years now and they're still not doing it and it's weird now where I'll like ask somebody about it or ask somebody like, what, Hey, are you, have you followed through on this? Hey, um, how's this been going? And I noticed that people always stay the same and people don't execute on what they truly want to do. And I'm starting to just come to like a, like a realization, like, man, not everybody's meant to make it. Dude, not everybody, that is not so everybody. true. Either no? they're not meant to make it or they don't want it enough, which defers their action or an execution on something yes i completely agree with you on that you can like hear it in people's voices sometimes where i'll hear somebody talk and i'll hear somebody talk about only the problems or only the roadblocks but they won't talk about a single solution they won't talk about like a single positive step they'll take into like breaking that roadblock but they'll just kind of have these like pre-assumptions about something before they get into it. And then they'll wonder why there's a lack of opportunity in their life. Well, it's not a lack of opportunity. It's just a lack of you actually doing something about it. Yep. It's that mindset. 
that's the first barrier at least I think just going off of what you said it's like that mindset barrier that you put in front of yourself before you even start and it's like you you like pretty much put your a barrier in front of um you know like just one more reason why this thing can't be accomplished for yourself which really just means that yeah maybe they weren't made made to make it or be successful in that particular thought or idea like I'll tell you I'll tell you one thing I did like a couple weeks ago I was really I was listening to house music when I was working out and I was like you know what I really want to go to like a house vibe today so it was a Friday night and I was like fuck it got my boys and we just went to like uh we went to an EDM club and it reaffirmed why EDM is very intense but I was like yo you know, try something different. It was like that thought process of, you know, I'm going to try this. I'm not going to delay that decision in my mind because now that decision's in queue. And I feel like people have this insanely overloaded queue of decisions to make and they just don't tap into it. They don't want to make the decision. I hear you on that. Yeah. No, that's a really good like situation or like explanation of what you were trying to say to complete sidebar. Um, yeah, if you guys are ever in Vegas again, come check me out. I also spin house music at some of the best venues in Vegas. Totally shameless plug. Totally. I know. Yeah. Hate, hate me for it. <laughs> no. Down in February, so actually might be able to link up. Yeah, no, we're uh we one of the influencers we signed is actually in Vegas. So we're gonna go back next month to visit him. So yeah, no, when we're in Vegas, we'll definitely hit that up. Please do. Yes. All right, let's keep going. So we yeah. talked about some things. Uh, we talked about a lot of things, actually. Um, this next question is for Mose again. So we talked about some things that could be downfalls of some people. But what is it that you think makes you so successful? Like, what is that one thing that you got that sets you apart from everybody else? Um, I have an un. I have a delusional belief that I'm going to make it in like whatever I do. I have a, I just have this delusional belief where as long as I'm alive, as long as I'm healthy and as long as I'm thinking, I can make what I can make anything happen. And it might not be, it might not, it might not be seen right now. It might be something that I can't even comprehend at this very moment, but I'm always moving towards the unknown. And I believe that my faith in moving towards the unknown is going to keep me it's going to keep me achieving and keep me moving for the rest of my life so i really do think that like much as my undying belief that i can do i can do it whatever that may be is what's going to keep me successful in my life how do you keep that fire alive on the hard days on the hard days not gonna lie it gets tough on the hard days but i guess like i always i always say like you know Biggest thing you can, biggest thing you could, always, biggest thing I do whenever I'm down is I like to detach from, I like to detach from anything digital and I like going for walks and I like just being within my own thoughts, being present. I think a lot of times when I get down, I'm not present to what's like really, what's really going on in my life or I'm not present to like where I'm truly at. So what I like to do is I like to take like, I have one exercise I do where I'll shut off all devices for 30 minutes i'll go for a walk with without my phone and just i'll i'll just be in i'll be in a state of just presence i'll just be walking around listening to things looking at everything around me and 
through that presence, I'll reach like a sense of presence where I'm like, okay, what's really on your mind? And Sahil mentioned it earlier, when we go to the sauna or go to the, or go to the steam room, one thing I like to do in the steam room is I like to be in the steam room until that point where I feel like my body wants to leave. And then at that point, I, I call it like your stress, like my stress point. At that point, I know truly, okay, now my body is in duress. I, I have to be honest with myself, what's truly going on. So I think like in those times, I like to find p- peace and being present. Super important. Very, very important. It's like you mentioned, uh, you both mentioned actually having uh, mentors and seeking outside support, but there's a lot that comes within. There is so much that comes from being strong. And I, I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to speak for all of us and for all of these interviews that I've uh, been a part of and had the pleasure of speaking to all of these amazing entrepreneurs and their journeys is that at the end of the day, yes, you have all of the resources and support around you, but if you don't believe in you, then how is anybody else going to believe in you? So I think that's another major piece to the puzzle right there, if not like the main piece to the puzzle. Yeah, no, everything starts and ends with you. So you got to take care of you and you got to believe in you and you got to love you. Yes, absolutely. Well, we're coming down to the wire here. We got just a few more minutes of this. Um, I want to ask you, Mose, what are you most excited about? Oh, that's a great question. Um. I say say short. I could say this in a two part. I could say two part answer. I could say in a short term and a long term. In the short term, I'm very excited for the moves that we're making right now. Um, our agency has made some very strategic partnerships in the last three months, and I think that right now more than ever, we're put we put ourselves in a position to really execute on a lot of these goals that we have. So I'm just very excited to see these goals come into fruition. And then on a long term, I'm just very, very excited to enter my, I almost, I'm calling it like my, uh, I'm calling it like almost like, you know, if you look at it like a, like an MBA career, I'm almost looking at it like I'm just exiting my rookie contract. And I'm now I'm like ready to get into like my next big, my first big contract. So in that, in that sense, I'm like ready to take that next step as a player right now. I'm ready to become a star. I'm ready to become recognized in the league. And I'm I'm really excited to like, you know, go toe to toe with the greats. I guess that's like the analogy of like what I'm extremely excited about. I can hear it in your voice and I'm excited for you too. I'm excited for you both. Sahil, I want to hear what excites you most right now. Yeah, I would say for right now, um, I'm excited about working with some of the biggest influencers in the world and building companies for them. I'm excited to take on crazy projects in the future and running some of the most notable influencer campaigns that are going to be heard by the millions. Uh, I'm excited to also, I'm also, as we create content as well too, uh, create motivational content, talking to people about different stuff in terms of mindsets. Uh, relationship struggles, whatever kind of is there. So I'm excited to grow my personal brand there. Uh, I'm also excited for a giveaway I wanted to announce here for everybody that's listening right now. And it's that if anybody signs up and, you know, sets up one-on-one with us to run a campaign, we'll also throw in a free Yahoo Finance article on us. Um, So I'm excited for anybody who wants to claim that as well. (laughs) 
Doing out the freebies. All right. That is amazing. Thank you guys. So we're going to do some rapid fire questions now. These are questions I want you both to answer as we are beginning to wrap up here. Um, so questions that you guys can just alternate on. Uh, first question is, what is the best $100 you recently spent? What was it and why? Oh, I can go first. An espresso machine. Chain. <laughs> nice. uh, for anybody listening, if you ever want to conquer your morning, start to do an express do an espresso shot on ice, chug it, start your day. Facts. That's amazing. Love it. Uh for me, I'd say a microphone. Good audio is everything. <laughs> you don't want that muffled shit. True, true, true words. All right, next question. What is one business idea that you are willing to give away to our readers? Free business ideas right here. We're giving them out for free. Um, Go for it. What do you guys have to say? I would say, ooh, ooh. business idea. Anything in the sports betting app industry right now is blowing up. Anything in AI is blowing up right now, too. AI companies right now are taking a storm. So if you were tech savvy enough to come up with some sort of AI software right now, this is the prime time because we're coming up into like another digital age right now. We're going to kind of see the same thing with like the dot-com bubble. We're going to see the same thing with like AI companies coming up in the next five years. Um, AI is supposed to be a, what is it, a $15 trillion industry in the next little bit here. So anything in AI run it oh that's a good that's a good one that's a good one um that's a good one damn what businesses can people go into i was actually gonna say i think it would be a really cool um it'd be really cool if you would go like i think it'd be really it's really simple to um Oof, I don't know. Business idea you can start right now. There's actually one. There's actually one that I wanted to I wanted to um I wanted to help a friend with, but it's actually a travel, it's it's a travel agency for nurses. Um I would say one thing you could look into is that a lot of people a lot of um a lot of places right now are lacking nurses and they're lacking, they need like they need staffing bad. One thing I found is that you can get contracts with um you can get contracts with um senior care homes and stuff like that and if you have a roster of nurses you can contract out nurses to work there yeah i have one other business idea as well too that's in the back burner mm. yeah what's that this is actually a good one so um do you know what law depot is oh that's a good one yeah, yeah. this is actually a really good one we haven't done it because we don't have the time but if someone else does it god bless them hope they make millions mm -hmm. um law depot is great because law depot has like general contract templates for everything but law depot isn't that great because it's too general where it has contract templates for everything um so if someone were to come up with like the law depot but for marketing advertising services even like fiverr services whatever kind of it is there and having like really good law templates for everything in digital marketing. So like a website contract, an influencer marketing contract, a PPC contract, like specific influencer services or specific marketing services, photography services, videography services, because it's a lot different than what you see with these general contracts. So if someone were to come up with like really good templates, and it's actually not too hard. You'd have to just go to a lawyer, 
get all these contracts drafted and make templates out of them. Um, I feel like if you were to start that, you could advertise that to all of these agencies. There's thousands and thousands of agencies being built every single day. And yeah. mind you, there's thousands of freelancers also hopping onto platforms like Fiverr and Upwork every single day, every that, need, single day. that need contracts. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we had to custom, you know, make our contract with a lawyer and also get it from other people. So it's a struggle to actually have really good contracts. So I'd say if someone were to come up with a law of Devo, but for marketing agencies specifically in that whole industry there, you would do very well. Fucking gold. Thank you guys. That was great. <laughs> I love it. All right. Let's keep going. Final two questions. All right. Let's do what is your favorite quote? Go. Discipline beats motivation. Money, fo money follows value. Yeah. Money follows value. Love it. Short and sweet, but whole ton of value. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And um, so now, guys, we're really wrapping up. Like, this is serious. I'm kind of sad, to be honest. Um, but what are some of the final, final thoughts that you guys want people to walk away remembering? Um, let's bullet point these. Let's do like a couple bullet points each. What is everything you want people to know? If this is the last thing that you could tell somebody and they'll never see you again, what is that impression that you want to leave them with? I would say this going viral isn't anything crazy in terms of the algorithm or anything like that definitely follow the data but follow your creative mindset in terms of what it truly is to create viral content and if you have the power to understand how to make viral content you'll make it very very far um that's that's the biggest tidbit i want to leave there today is that you know, don't follow what all these gurus are saying. Just follow kind of what you're passionate about. And people are going to see that it's going to resonate. And that sounds really cliche to say, but the best content is that stupid content. Facts. Yeah. Facts. That's a good point. Yeah. My, mine's going to be a little bit more general, but um, this year we're entering a recession and in the next coming years it's going to be financially hard for people i'd say one of the biggest timbits i would leave is that you're gonna you're gonna hear a lot of people talk about problems you're gonna hear a lot of people complain the last time we had a recession the companies that came out of it were uber airbnb some of the biggest companies in the world today i'd say this listen like in this year truly start to listen because in the problems you'll find a solution and in, in the moment you find the solution you have an idea you can execute on so i'd say for all for anybody listening really start to listen and you'll start to find opportunities you'll start to find holes that is such the perfect conclusion to an already amazing and valuable conversation that we just had here today, guys. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you for lending me your time and sharing all the amazing value that you guys have culminated in your 
entrepreneurial journeys up until this point. I cannot wait to see what you guys have in store for us coming soon. And yeah, just so grateful to have spent this time with you guys. Oh, we're grateful as well too. And we're grateful for everybody listening right now. And if anybody wants to, you know, ask us any specific questions or anything there or run a campaign, as I was saying, if you run a campaign with us, we're throwing a free Yahoo Finance article. Um, you just go on to pyda.io to book a meeting with us. If you have any questions, even if it comes down to like, if you have questions in terms of how to really go viral in the industry you're in, how to create content right there, how to utilize content, how to pick the best influencers, how to get on Forbes, you know, different things like that. Whatever it kind of is, let us know. We're always down to talk. We're always down to talk to anybody. So yeah, you you got our website, pyda.io. Yeah, no, and um, again, super grateful for being on this podcast with you today. And um, for anybody listening out there, get your ass up, get you an espresso shot. And go <laughs> I love it. Love it. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for lending me your time today. If you found a moment of Zen through this episode, I kindly ask that you leave a review on iTunes so that this message might reach more people. For daily positivity and to join a community of awesome humans, follow us on Instagram at the positive AF.